Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 74. Hello, Rob Jones. Hello, Tom Walker. We're going to go straight into our interview this week with a man who is taking on the 24-hour treadmill world record. He's got 13 days left of his preparation, and he's called Mr. Lee Ryan. Lee, welcome. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good Mr. Afternoon. Lee Ryan makes, makes me sound official with Mr. Lee Ryan. You are official, mate, and you're about to, <laughs> you're about to do an official insane world record attempt. That's it, mate. Whose idea was this, huh? That is my first question, actually. Whose idea is this? This guy, Mr. Lee Ryan himself. Um, yeah, don't ask me where it came from. I, th- I just think from going through the lockdown, going through the pandemic and just trying to do something in-house, running around the back garden, running up and down the stairs, whatever it was. And it just dawned on me something, if not knowing how long this was going to go for, um, could I get a treadmill? Could I try and train for some things? And then the imagination started to go as it does with these crazy challenges. Um, and then I just gave a bit of research and naively went, give that a go. And then 13 days time, let's see if I've got the balls to match match the bravery. Well, we will see indeed. Mate, that's the, the background of it. Why don't you tell us a bit of background about who you are, um, what you do, and yeah, then it might make a little add a bit of more context to why you're taking on this particular world record attempt. Right, it's like a job interview. Yes. Um, why I'm worthy for this job. Um, so yeah, Mr. Lee Ryan, I've been in Dubai now for 15 years. I came over here as a personal trainer, gym manager to open the first fitness first gym in the UAE. Um, suck that up for a couple of years. Um, almost fell out of love with the profession because of that of the just a monster global gym that it was left there started setting up my own personal training stuff and found my niche with running endurance sports as a kid hated PE hated activities hated sports um football fan but I was an only child never really got involved in all that stuff my dad was a military man so we moved around quite a lot I never really had a firm childhood base a friendship circle until 16 17 the latter stages of my secondary school um and my dad was a runner my dad was a personal trainer in the military for 22 years in the british military um and again that never rubbed off on me i ran my first marathon when i was 18 ran the london marathon with him just put my name in the hat the ballot that it was the lucky dip uh, managed to get in and you could almost see my dad's face go you're not going to beat me. I'm not going to let you naive little 16 year old running in some Reebok classics in my first <laughs> London marathon. <laughs> so naive. I think I was even out, um, out for a few beers the night before and just rolled over to Greenwich common and ran a marathon. Um, but that wasn't love at first sight. I moved to Dubai, got into it and then just went through a lot of hurdles in life with the family and stuff and just found that running was my mechanism to get through that type of stuff. It was my alone time. I enjoyed my own company. And as you guys probably know, many people ask going, how do you run for so long? How, what's, what's the mindset? And I just say, you've got to enjoy your own company. And that's something that I don't mind. So I can find myself doing these challenges, running for X amount of time or doing burpees with other records and things. But yeah, it was just getting into it. And then I've just evolved coming on board with Adidas. I was a sponsored athlete um, before officially coming on board. 
uh, initiated the Adidas Runners Dubai and Abu Dhabi community uh, that grew very quickly. We're looking to expand into, into Saudi next year. Well, next month, should I say, um, and then into Qatar. And that's that. And I just, enjoy, I enjoy a challenge. I enjoy the discovery. I enjoy not knowing anything sometimes um, and learning something new. Um, and I'm not afraid for it to go wrong. Um, for me to learn something new. It's one of those things. I think that's someone's, many people's issue. They want the big challenges, but they can't decide whether they want it to go wrong or not. And I think once we decide that, then the good stuff happens. You're no, you're no stranger to a world record. You, you already have five. Yeah, yeah, five. The people that don't know the five that you have. Now, actually, I remember I started following you after I saw the coverage of the first one. It might've been the first one, I'm not sure. But it was burpees. <laughs> that was burpees, yes. So the burpees came around. Um, again, I spoke to a friend, there's a lady in, well, she used to be in the UAE. She's now moved back to Australia called Eva Clark. Uh, and anyone that's been in Dubai and UAE long enough knows she's an absolute animal. She's got world records for most push-ups, most pull-ups. Um, and we did something in tandem, raising money for World Child Cancer. I think we ended up raising $50,000 uh, for this record we broke eight world records on the day i took three of those so 24 hours of burpees on knuckles 12 hours of burpees on knuckles and then one minute of burpees on knuckles as well and i believe the 12 hours may have gone i may have lost that but i think the 24 hours is still intact um, and then following that i broke the world record for carrying a 20 kilo backpack in a half marathon in one hour 32 minutes in the russell came a half marathon uh, but again, that the funny thing is that record of the backpack, the weighted backpack, was my first crazy idea for a world record. And I was sat at home many years ago watching a program called Robin Big. And there's a guy called Rob Deerdeck from the States who was sponsored by DC. I know that. 21 records in one day. And he, he was doing exactly what I, I did as a kid. I opened up a Guinness World Record book and you look at the crazy man with the hair and the woman with the nails. And he looked at the skateboard page and just went, going to do that, going to do that. And he broke 21. And from then, I just went, just logged on. And at the time, I was training a lot with a weighted vest. So the weight distribution was at the front and the back. Googled half marathon, 10K time with a weighted vest. And then Guinness came back and said, we don't have that record, but we have something close to it called the backpack world record. So the stipulation meant all of the weight had to be on your back. It couldn't be distributed around the body. So I looked into it, again, naively went into it, expecting to break the world record for the London Marathon with a weighted backpack, 20 kilos. And the record at the time was 4.02. And I thought, okay, I'll give that a go. Went into it, didn't really get the right backpack, was too busy going and getting a camelback and filled up the lung of the camelback with sand. Just thinking, just get some sand. I don't want to put hard rock like weights or dumbbells in my backpack, packed it with towels and started running. Um, naively thinking that Dubai was the only place in the world that had sand I went to London with the backpack still loaded up with sand and got to airport customs and, and it came through the x-ray as a white powder a kilo of white powder through the screen and just gone excuse me what's this and I was like how the hell do I break down what I'm about to do in the London Marathon to a guy in customs I like pigeon English I like to run with with a with backpack, heavy backpack. And he just went, so I literally had to empty the sand out at Dubai airport, 
go and find some sand in the UK, go to a builder's merchants to fill it back up. Um, ended up crashing and burning in the London Marathon. I think I came through like four and a half hours with this backpack on um, and that never materialized. And now I believe that record is 251 with a 20 <laughs> kilo backpack, which is some going. Uh, so you can keep that one. Um, but yeah, then it came about, I tried it for the Rack Half Marathon, that came through. Um, and I think that got broken as well by a minute or so. So yeah, I just, these ideas seem to come once in a while and I'll, I'll look at it. Um, I'm honest enough now to go, that's not me. Um, but again, sometimes I enjoy focusing on something different, as I said before, to learn something without necessarily an outcome. I, I enjoy the process enough to do something without uh, a tangible outcome. And I've learned that over the last year or so. Um, I think my last race was February last year, Russell came a half. Have I missed training? Have I missed racing? I don't think I have. I've, I've, I missed the social community aspect and the, the adulation, but from a training perspective, training on the treadmill with no yo-yo of emotions going up and down every weekend on a, my training's been amazing, but why did the race go bad? Or I haven't trained that much and the race was good. I haven't had peaks and troughs in my emotions and stuff. I've had a level, a long enough timeline to focus on something that's I've enjoyed immensely running on a treadmill. I've absolutely loved it, as strange as that sounds. I think you're running towards a kind of a bigger, a bigger cause maybe when than just a race. You're running a race sort of for yourself, but a, a world record and you kind of feel like you're making history yeah. in the world because it is a it is a world record that you are setting yeah making me sweat now Tom. Making me sweat. but that's yes. it it is <laughs> it is you can be humble about it but you can be realistic about it and it is it is a world record the population of the world i'll be the only person to on paper have done this this record yeah yeah um and Someone said to me yesterday, someone sent me a message, went, you do know this is going to go around the world if it comes off, don't you? I was like, fuck it, I'm trying not to think about it, if I'm honest. 24 <laughs> is a long way away. And it's, again, it's getting through to people. And you guys know it from InnerFight and some of the stuff I've done. People just assume it's possible because of what you've done before and the experience and the coaching and the motivation you have for yourself. People just go, ah, it's Lee Ryan, he'll be all right. And that's where I try and be as transparent and as vulnerable as possible and go, this is freaking hard. This is yeah. going to be a rough ride. But, and then that's when people get it. That's when people go, ah, now I understand. But if it's just another run for Lee, or he's run a marathon on the weekend, or Tom's rode up Jebel Jace again, or Rob's done an ultra on sand dunes, they just go, ah, oh, it's just another weekend. It is what it is. But no, there's a lot that goes on that you don't see. Um, that I try and explain as much as possible for make people realise that it's, it's it petrifies me. Let's help people get a bit of perspective then of, of what you are actually doing. What does your pace need to be to, to get this world record? So the record stands. So when I first looked into it, there was an Italian man who lived in Australia. Sounds like a bad dad joke, that doesn't it? Yeah, it so does. an Italian man that lives in Australia um, and he broke the record and he took it by two minutes. So that's what we're dealing with. The, the fractions of 24 hours, he's beating it by, by two minutes. And that record stood at 263.7 kilometers in 24 hours. So he averaged 
I haven't really got too much into it um, on his actual data. Um, I can't find that anywhere, but he, he stuck between five minute per kilometer pace to 522. So if I was to break the record as it stands now, and that is held by a guy called Bjorn uh, from Finland, that's 264.7 kilometers. So he averaged a 526 kilometer, 24 hours. Um, I believe he did sandbag it a little bit. He did attempt, he did try and push the pace like at 4.30 for the first four hours, uh, but he crushed and burned. He, he, after that 15 hour mark, he peaked, he got a bit of time on his side, but then inevitably the other end of that spectrum, he did crash and burn and had to go down to like a 6.30 pace at some points just to try and get some food in and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's doable on paper, but as we know in races, what can be one kilometer can, can be a different world the next kilometer down. So it's just keeping it, do what I need to do. Um, and people are like, oh, but what if you do it in 22 hours? I'm like, I'm not breaking two, I'm not taking two hours off this world record. I'll be happy for a second. And it's that conversation, oh, so-and-so missed a world record in Berlin Marathon. He could run a, a second quicker. No, he can't run just a second quicker at the click of a finger. There's that fine margin. So if I can break it by 100 meters or 200 meters or even less than that, it makes no difference. I can do it two hours quicker or I can do it with 30 seconds to spare. The world record is still the same. Yeah. Well, have you, first of all, have you got a game plan? Yes. So <laughs> in, in what context? <laughs> yeah. Just press go and just hold on. Yeah, in what no context problem. from, from a, a pacing perspective or mm. from, yeah, it's, I've never really dabbled in ultras before. I've ran some ultra distances on my own free will running from Dubai to Abu Dhabi. I ran hundred K in my back garden in lockdown. So I understand where your mind goes and physicality where it goes, but it's different this time because 24 hours doesn't change. You can't speed that up. Uh, so if anything, what happens in the first 10 or 12 or 15 hours can change in the last 10 hours or whatever it may be. So Yes, I'm just going to take it easy in the first couple, do what I need to do um, and give myself a parameter of five to six minute rest per hour. Um, that's the structure that I have. Um, I know how it ends up in races. You feel good and you just want to keep going. I'm just going to stick to the nutritional intake from a hydration perspective and things like that. Obviously, I have the controlled environment and it's inside. I don't have to deal with adverse conditions. Um, but yeah, it's going to be start at like a 5.15, 5.20 pace. Take that for a couple of hours and then just see how I feel. Um, I know some of the guys did sit at a five-minute pace for some of the hours, just as a little, a couple of blocks, just to bank some time if, if you need some sleep or you need an extended toilet break because the 24 hours doesn't stop. So if I'm off the belt, I can't pause. I can't pause anything time continues so i've got to make sure i'm in the green side of breaking that record as a, i don't want to be chasing the record with two hours to go i don't want to be going but well, i need to sit on a four minute pace here because that ain't happening hmm. <laughs> and you said you have changed your mind a little bit over the last year in terms of how you're looking at runs and races and things when you 
because my initial thought for this challenge is, okay, figure out what pace I need to run at, train at that pace, and then execute at that pace. But like you said, yeah. you, you know what you're going to do for 10 hours, and then the next half you're going to sort of play it by ear. So it sounds yeah. a lot smarter, by the way. Did you change your mind over that after doing a few test runs, or did you know from the start I need to be flexible? Um, I knew from the start because I've done enough running and racing and failed enough times to know I can't see into the future. So what a pacing chart looks like, um, I've actually got eight A4 paste pages plastered on my spare bedroom wall with the pacing, which in an ideal world happens. Um, but I know I may need to haul ass. I may need to put my, my foot down a tiny bit and I may need to take a break bigger than I, I intended to. Um, because I know, again, I said to someone this morning, I'm going to have to eat more than I want in the beginning um, because I'm going to need more than I expect later on. So it's that sticking to the structure as much as I feel fresh and it's going to be in Dubai more when the, the excitement from everyone there's a plan, but now I haven't changed it. I've just stuck to my training. I've limited my speed training um, because the coach that I did get in contact with at the beginning, he said, you don't need anything really technical. You just need conditioning, joints, muscles, ligaments, mindset. Um, you just need to do what you need to do. And if you speed it up by a couple of seconds just to get across the line, then so be it. But don't aim to smash this world record because you, you ain't gonna press no one. It's, it is what it is. The outcome's the same. And he said, you're not going to get someone doing it next week because they've got to invest enough time to do 24 hours worth of running anyway. So if you're worried about smashing it good enough that no one can break it, he said that that's the wrong mindset. It's a world record in its own way. If it gets broken, take your hat off. But if you put yourself in that place to raise your hand at the end, then, then that's the outcome that you need. That's a, that's a cool mindset for actually. It's a bit like the All Blacks when they say you're just borrowing the shirt until the next person comes along and wears it. Is You seem to have that yeah. attitude of you're happy for your name to be there for a bit, but it's not, you don't want it there for forever. Well, that's it. Records are there to be broken, but at the same time, I'm giving it enough, I'm giving it enough respect that the fin even when I press go on that treadmill, it's not down to me how quick I run this on how quick this record is broken. I have 24 hours it's, I can't rush that. I can't tell you what's gonna happen. What, and again, what has happened in training, what I've been drinking, what I've been eating, the anxiety on the day, it could flip on its head and I've just got to be versatile enough to go, I've got enough time, I've got enough of a buffer here to try and make something up, but don't panic. It's like getting to that 12 hour, there's a lot of pressure. It's like the 32K mark in a marathon. If I'm not on pace at 32K, then it's, I'm not on, well, no, because a lot can change anyway. So it's that 12 hour mark. I've got a couple of milestones that I want to hit mentally from my own perspective. Um, I'm ticking off hours as opposed to the kilometers and just trying to stay on pace and just breaking it down because there's nothing slower than a treadmill minute. There's nothing slower than a treadmill kilometer. But if it's an hour and I watch a film, I've got a Netflix little lineup, I'll watch a series, I've got Netflix on the treadmill. So I just need distraction, but confidence that keep going. You've had a few test runs, they've gone to plan, inshallah, um, it all comes together. You, um, you said something interesting there, I failed enough times not to uh, predict the future. How do you deal 
with the failures that you've had, perhaps maybe in training or previously that would then impact your decisions going forward or things you might change going forward? Um, it's weird because my overview of what failures meant to me and what they gave me have changed over the years through maturity anyway. So from a perspective on when I first attempted to break the, the London Marathon with a weighted backpack, it's the first time I've ever sat on the side of a race and went, I'm out, I'm done. Sat there, had a little hissy fit because again, it's a position I put myself in on, on social media and just some people say, just do it silently and do it without no one knowing. But when you're raising something for a good cause, you've got to be as verbal as possible. And it kind of makes you accountable. If you've put your name out there, I'm in. It's like signing up for a race. Um, and I sat there in that London Marathon and just went, what are you doing? You can't do it. You're going to let a lot of people down. A lot of people are relying on you. They're going to laugh at you, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm going, hold on a minute. As these people are running past me, I'm still running a marathon, full stop, with a weighted backpack in four and a half hours. There's just absolutely nothing wrong with that. The medal is still the same at the end. You just decided to make it more difficult, like the idiot that you are. So who are you to say this is a failure? You put that backpack on and you see those later stage marathon runners that may be a bit slower than you, but they're happy as a pig in poo because they're able to do that. And it's been their journey where they've gone, this is amazing. And I'm like, you decided to run this quick and you decided to put this backpack on. So is it a failure? Yes, you didn't reach the world record, but still ran a London marathon, four hours 30 with a 20 kilo backpack. And I've looked at it differently there. And again, I love the process enough that if the failure is going to take away the love of the, the activity that I'm doing, then I just find a different narrative. What, it, what is the failure? Is it my fault or someone else's fault or something out of my control? If it's out of my control, I can't blame anyone. It's as simple as that. Um, and that's a lesson that I've learned through some of the traumas that I've gone through my family that have pushed me to maybe use this as a mechanism of grief as mental health or whatever it may be. There was no blame in those scenarios. I couldn't point a finger at anyone. So where's this aggression going? Where's this sadness going? Try and channel it into learning something new. And it depends what you classify as a failure. I can run last week. I ran hundred K in just under 10 hours on the treadmill. But then three days later, I couldn't run 5K. I couldn't be bothered to run 5K. I decided not to run 5K and I pressed stop and didn't do it. Because I, right then and there, I just went, Christly, you can't even do 5K. And I'm like, oh, but you did 100K three days ago. So just shut up. Just allow your body to recover. So it's not a failure in such respect. It's a failure... I think now you know, for a lot of people, it's a failure because you're not going to, uh, you're feeding the opinions of others. You're failing other people, other people's expectations. But inevitably, if I go for a run around the block or I run or I succeed in this, am I disappointed that I disappointed other people? That's something that I've learned that I don't really care anymore. The opinions of others are none of my business. Where previously, Lee Ryan, Captain, world record holder, I've got to do this because I've got a reputation. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And then that weight was heavier than any challenge that I've ever taken on. And it was trying to drop that baggage and just do me. 
And I think over the last year, I haven't had, I haven't had enough time to allow people's opinions to affect me because it's been my own solo challenge. I haven't been able to race anyone or someone to judge me a good or a bad result. Was that a PB? Are oh, you pressed pause? Your Strava's lying, blah, 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 blah. It's just been my own discovery. And so be it. There is no failure at the end of this. If I can sit on that treadmill for 24 hours, that's, that's success enough for me. Almost a, a shedding of the ego. Oh, massive. There's, there's, I've, I'm like a chameleon, well, not chameleon, like a, sh a snake shedding skin because an ego grows with success and a medal and stuff like that and adulation and kind words. You kind of go, this is cool, but your ego gets dropped when you get found out. And when you get found out, your ego is, has clouded your judgment on how good you actually are. And again, just because I run that 100K on the treadmill, I've got to respect that 5K that I'm just about to do. It doesn't mean I just don't warm up and do the normal things that I normally do. You treat every run the same. And the whole, you're only as good as your last run, I think is you take it with a pinch of salt because if you assume you're as good as you, you were last time and it's going to happen again, you're going to get found out straight away. And that's how exactly I'm going into this world record on the day. Yes, my training has gone well. I've had a good few training runs. I've had some good sleep. My food's been good. But this is a new day. This is a new run. I've completely changed. So it is what it is. Do what I need to do and nothing more. And hold on and grit your teeth when it gets a bit funky. Mm. You've How long have you been training for this record? Um, six months, seven months. It's a, lot, a long about. time to be in full focus it's, for something. Yeah, but it's been nice that I've had no distraction, distraction on that focus because normally there would always be a bigger goal, the, the shoot for the moon goal, and there'll be some small little milestones to get through. Um, the milestones have just been self-cultivated in my own, what am I training for? What is this run for? Is this run for data or result? Or is this run because my wife's in the UK dealing with something horrendous that no one should ever have to deal with. Um, and I'm looking after the two kids and working this run right now is just going to make my day better because I've got 30 minutes just to de-stress and get it out. So yeah, it's been a long time, but it's been long enough for me to enjoy it. It hasn't been a quick one. Um, I've absolutely loved the, the learning of being on a treadmill and looking at a white wall in front of me. Um, because I've seen growth, I've seen um, development, and I've seen interest. Um, it just, yeah, it just fascinates me. So I've been loving doing it. There's been talk of keeping the treadmill. I've seen <laughs> dividends paid getting onto the, onto the road afterwards. And I haven't missed going outside on the road because I haven't needed to have it, if that makes sense. It's when the first thing that came to mind was like in lockdown, people are like, oh, I want to get outside. I want to get outside. Um, and you may have found it now with runners coming to Inner Fight Endurance. There's new runners now because they've found what, what running can do for them because the gyms have closed. So now I've found what treadmill running can do for me because in that lockdown, I couldn't go outside. So I had to do what I could with what I had. So I would jump on the treadmill and just enjoy the purpose, the, the chance that I have and not 
look over the garden fence, the whole, the grass is greener over there. What am I missing out? I wasn't missing out on anything because I was where I wanted to be and needed to be right then and there. And that's been a cleansing of the process, to be fair. So it's all your training being predominantly on the treadmill? 100%. So I, in the beginning, just when it was cool enough, I did get outside um, before the treadmill did arrive and got a few longer runs in on a Friday. Um, but a lot of my midweek runs were because of work and working from home, I'd get my morning runs in on the treadmill just because the time efficiency was ideal. But then a weekend run, I'd treat myself to get out on the road um, just to connect the dots for some of my longer runs, 50, 60K on my own, get out there. Um, but then from that point, once I got on board with the coach and then dates were starting to get set and timelines were starting to get um, ingrained, it was all on the treadmill. So the last, I probably had two runs outside in the last three months this year. I probably ran outside twice this year so far. Oof. Some people must be listening going, what the hell is, is wrong with you? <laughs> but hopefully what you've all explained is, is making, making sense of it. Um, being on a treadmill, what sort of stress are you carrying over into it all working? Like not, you know, the old plug out the wall scenario uh, and <laughs> all that. Are you recording on your watch? Are you recording on the treadmill? Is, Have you got backups? What's the plan there? Yeah, so this is the first big challenge I've ever done where I've had to rely on something out of my control. Yeah. Everything else has been my body, A to B, obviously out of my control. It may be weather on some race days or race organization, whatever it may be, but this time this treadmill has a mind of its own. And to be fair, hats off to Techno Gym. Uh, they endorsed me with this record and lent me a phonomenal bit of kit, skill run. I think it retails at about 80,000 dirhams. And it, we used to it have is it in the gym, actually. All, be it, all bells and whistles. But again, I haven't utilized that, that piece of equipment to its full potential. It's like the Garmin watch, the, the everyday runner, probably touches 5% of what that thing can do. Um, I've played around with it almost to the point where I'm like, stop it, stop playing around with it. Cause you're just going to get, I don't need you to be doing any sled pushes right now. I don't need to be doing any parachute runs. Um, but the ego in me without that, this sort of kid on the ground, start running on, with a parachute. Um, but yeah, on the day, um, I, I, cho I chose Technogym because in the research, the two records previous were broken on Technogym. So I looked into it um, and then there was another record that just recently went, I think it was the 50K record. He did it on the curved belt skill run. Mm. Oh. Um, and I think he did it in 250, 50K in 250. Um, that was in lockdown. So he did it on his own in his loft. Um, so yeah, I just went on the reliability of, they've been used before, they've been put under such stress before. Um, but Techno Gym on the day will be supplying me with three treadmills. Um, so there'll be obviously treble A, which is one that I've been using. So I'm used to the feel of the belt and stuff like that. Then there'll be one just behind me set up just to get ready to go. Um, and then there'll be a third one if all hell breaks loose and I need a third treadmill. That'll be, that's a record in itself, I think, if I broke three technogym treadmills. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they've been very supportive. But again, they understand because it's not, it's very technically advanced. It's not like a button system anymore. 
if the software, I think I've gone through two hard drives in the time that I've trained with it because of just the monotony of what I'm doing with it. So if that treadmill decided to software update 59 hours in, I've got to be relaxed enough to go, I'm good, onto the next treadmill and just get going again. It's not yeah. the end of it. Um, I, I try and be that relaxed if it actually does happen on the day. But yeah, I've got some backups. There has been a few ups and downs in training where it's just stopped, where I fell off a few times because I've tried to run in the dark to keep the family asleep and stuff like that. But again, I can't anticipate that. I can't anticipate the wall hitting the brick wall at 32k in a marathon if you expect it you got it's going to happen so i'll just ride with it if it happens it happens i've got 24 hours to play with the, we used to have a skill run in the gym and the worst one was when you used to sweat and it would flick sweat on the touch screen and just pause yeah oh, nice how yeah. have you got over that like what have you put cling film on it like, that's what that's we have what, to end up doing the machine up yeah <laughs> You know what? I actually haven't had that issue. You're not swearing enough, mate. You need to work out. But I'm running at zone two most of the time anyway. So there's, there's a bit of there was a bit of sweat this morning on a little tempo 60, but um, but I've got obviously the aircon in the room and the fans everywhere. Um, mm. there has been a bit of touchscreen issue with sweaty hands trying to trying to change the analog, mm. but the world record stipulates I have to have minimal contact with the treadmill. So the only things I can use, they have um, the Swift pad. I just have to nominate the speed and get up to speed straight away. I can't be seen yeah. slowly building it up with the levers and stuff like that. So these parameters, I'm just going to have it all set so I can just press one button and get going and things like that. But um, yeah, Christ, you're going to make me sweat about... I'm going to have someone just wiping my nose for every, yeah. every five minutes. You need a sweat guard in place. Yeah. So it's going on in, in Dubai Mall, did you say? Yes, it may be a good thing, it may be a bad thing, but I don't know, I just wanted to put it out there. I'm in the Adidas Halo store, so the brand new flagship store of Adidas. I'll be in the shop window, literally like a zoo exhibit, kids banging, like free willy. Kids will be banging on, on the window. Um, I'll have a temper tantrum behind the window. Uh, but again, I just wanted to relate it, to bring it to the brand. Obviously, they've been supportive working with them and just get the reason for doing it a bit more exposure um, from the mental health awareness perspective, get the conversation bigger um, and then just elevate the UAE, bring something and be proud enough to represent the UAE, do it here. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. World's biggest mall, people watching and stuff. But again, we had to change the parameters. We can't really talk about it and things like that. We can't advertise because of just the COVID restrictions. So it's going to be, interesting to see the audience come down and how it will be dealt with um from a covid perspective because that's just well it's put curveball in everyone's world but this is actually the dynamics of it has changed drastically from the initial plan mm -hmm. last week we did a podcast that was titled uh running your life and it was how people could integrate their training with family lifestyle and everything you can do obviously you've been training now for over six months for this one challenge. How have you integrated that additional training, which is obviously going to put huge stress and strain yeah. into your everyday life? Um, with minimal disruption, if I'm, if I'm honest, um, minimal disruption to anyone else's life as much as possible. There has been a few, um, 
I don't want to say bartering, but a bit of balance and a bit of give and take with some of the weekend runs. But because I've got the luxury where the process of doing the training is minimal, I can wake up, I can walk into my room, my spare room and press start. I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to be away. Um, my kids, my daughter's one six, one's four and a half. They come and sit on the bed and do their homework with me while I'm running sometimes. They will go downstairs and watch a film. Um, and that's where I've been a bit um, flexible. If I want to press stop on the treadmill, if it's just I'm going for a run, especially in the beginning, I'll go downstairs, quickly make them breakfast, just make sure they're all okay, and then come back upstairs and press start again and get going. But some of those bigger runs where my wife is back now, during those eight weeks, um, there was some focus. There was points where the kids would normally wake up at about seven o'clock. I'd be on the treadmill at two o'clock in the morning to get my 50K running before we'd go out and have gymnastics and swimming lessons and stuff like that and play dates. Um, and that's been a mentality that I've always had. This is my passion. This is my going to brunch every weekend. This is my going out on a school night. This is my buying the unnecessary Rolex watch type of addiction. This is what I do. Um, so that's, that's the balance that I have, but it has always been unsociable hours. So I don't interfere with sociable hours with the family mm -hmm. every single time. And again, a couple of years ago, I ran to Abu Dhabi. And this is a narrative that I always want to say to people, I'm a father first. Um, so those people that, I don't want to say blame the kids, but use kids as an excuse not to be able to achieve things. Yes, they will always take precedent if something was to happen when the lovely Rob Jones uh, escorted me around the Dubai Marathon as I was pushing the kids in the double stroller to break that, that world record. If, if the kids had woken up on that morning and didn't feel like getting in the pram and were upset and crying, I would have run that marathon on my own. I'm not going to put someone else through that scenario. And yeah, I ran to Abu Dhabi, got in a car, came back and took the kids to a kids party. Came home, had a shower, got back in the car and went back out. Because I'm not going to turn around and say, Daddy's just run a very long way. You're going to miss out on your kids party. And that's what I've had to do with the treadmill. Um, my wife's back now, so I managed to get some of my longer runs in where they went out. It's just balance. It's, it's not plain and simple. Sometimes I'm a bit groggy, I'm a bit tired. My wife wants to do stuff, my kids want to do stuff. It's an ongoing conversation, as in, I don't get priority, because it's a hobby. If I was professional, then it's a different conversation, but this is my choice, this is a hobby of mine. So a hobby can't get in the way of the important stuff because the hobby doesn't make me money. Very well put, very well put. Well, mate, I think we've taken up enough of your time. You've probably got some running to do. <laughs> Maybe, a little bit. You should, you should have. I mean, surely a 24-hour run taper would start like, what, <laughs> four weeks out? So you must be feeling pretty fresh at the moment. Um, you'd like to think that, but I've had to because of, again, wrong terminology, the curveball, the up and down with the, with the family scenario, that tape has been delayed a little bit. So I've got a medium week this week and then I'm away with the family for the weekend. So I'll be sitting back on next to a swimming pool for a few days in Fajera next week um, with my feet up. So it'll be a full 10 days of minimal next to nothing on the treadmill because that'll get picked up and transported and stuff like that. So last few runs this week, just to keep this foggy and clear. Um, but then that's pretty much it, mate. That's it. Just man Amazing. up and get the job done now. And what are the 
So how can people follow along if they don't want to, you know, put themselves into risk and come down to the mall or they're maybe not in Dubai? How can people, is it going to be streamed anywhere? You're going to have updates? It's gonna, yeah. So if you follow me on Instagram on Liam Ryan, all the information's shared on there. So I've just uploaded a uh, YouTube channel. So it'll be streamed live on YouTube. I'll be uploading um, with Swift. So I'll be live running on Swift for 24 hours as well. Uh, so that'll be linked up in the mall on a big screen so you can join me on that whenever whenever you feel like it from anywhere in the world hopefully that comes to plan um, but yeah so there'll be multiple avenues social media and stuff like that but in the meantime my instagram is the main uh, output of information as we as we come into the that's final lee stretch. m ryan no need for the mister before no need for lee ryan from blue or anything like that no oh yeah lee <laughs> <It's all good>. <laughs> Lee, thank you so much for your time and, and also your, your honesty behind, you know, how this journey has been. 9th of April, that is the date. That is the date. 24-hour treadmill world record. 10.30 in the morning until the next day. Whew. Yeah, come and say hello. At 10.30, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Lee, thank you Perfect. so much. Rob, anything else? Thank you, gents. When, Rob, when are you going to break this? Uh, the 10th of April. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the treadmill up. Just jump on the treadmill. <laughs> I'll just keep, yeah, just hit reset and we'll go again. Yeah. Or just jump on the treadmill and take a picture of it and just say, oh, I did it already. <laughs> Brilliant. Lee, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. There we go, mate. What do you think of that? It, it does. The more I think about it, it sounds horrendous. Yeah. Not one single part of me would want to be doing that. Mm. not on a treadmill mm. anyway i think the way he's done it with with dubai mall and and sort of if he can get on zwift as well and people can run with him i think that'll be quite it probably will stimulate your mind a little bit more but i think the training for it that's what would that's what really makes me go yeah wow i wouldn't want to train for that man he's been putting he puts up like 50k at 403 a k and he does like his 100k run He's talking about 100K training runs. Um, I've been looking at his Strava. Some of his 100K training runs are like 429, 428. Yeah. He's not going slowly on these training runs. No, no. Like he's been no. some ass. Amazing. Well, all the best. And as I said, head over to his Instagram page, Lee M. Ryan. Mm -hmm. At Lee M. Ryan. And you can get all the details there and follow along however you choose. Mate. Get down, get a watch for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, any other news from you, mate? We didn't do much of an intro today because we wanted to get Leon straight away. But oh, you? News, I'm afraid. <laughs> no news. No. No, I think it's been a solid week. A few races got cancelled. There's a few meant to be going on ahead on uh, on this weekend. But um, no, I think the main the main show is coming up 9th of April. See what Lee can do. Yes. If he gets it, we'll get him back on. If he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think either way, it's going to be a really good story, whatever the outcome. Yeah, and he's uh, that he gets to raise awareness for. He didn't actually say this. He's he's raising money for mental health awareness. And you there can we go. go onto his Instagram. I think you can donate through there. Um, so it's all again for a very very good cause. And next time you think in your mind, oh, I really don't want to run an hour on the treadmill. Think to what Lee is doing and get on that treadmill there. Eh? You really do have no valid excuse not to no. go.
valid excuse. Great, mate. We're back next week with another one of our Running Your Life series. It's going to be part two. And uh, we will talk then. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do. You can reach out to any of us at endurance at innerflight.com. You can reach Rob Jones, maybe if you're looking to start to run. You can reach him on rjinnerflight.com and come on to the brand new way of delivering that all via the very slick Training Peaks app. And that is very cool. If you want to email me directly, twinnerfight.com. Or if you're interested in any of our other programs, start to cycle, our OCR team, adventure racing team, ladies run club, just reach out to us, endurance at innerfight.com, and I will point you in the right direction. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week.